conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. If being Damien feels so rich, why am I so poor? I worked a 14-hour day today on an hour's sleep. I'm pretty sure Jules is a fever dream. Guys! Hello! Hello! Episode 10. It's Andy's girl. Andy's yeah. <laughs> girls! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's a thing that we do. Oh. Um, so welcome. Exciting. Thanks welcome, for being guys. here. That's that nice part. It's like our little fun little chime. Um... What a week. What a week what a it's moment. been. Um, First off, I've slept for 75 minutes today. Yeah. I'm a little cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. You look good, though. You're wearing Thank a cocktail you. dress. I'm wearing... No, this is like business cash. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is genuinely my version of a PJ version of a dress, much like Bethany's PJ ensemble. Let me get started on Bethany's and PJ's <laughs> later on. I don't... Things to say. Well, short Her infant, infantilized version oh of... Oh, my God. I was so into it. I did. <laughs> Um, so we have a really exciting sort of conversation and experience, and I couldn't be more thrilled. We have our third guest tonight. Yeah, a very special guest. His brand is really Housewives. <laughs> he, is, he is the dramaturg of the Housewife franchise, the vice president of the Real Housewives Institute. We've talked... No, 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 no. <gasps> Founder and president. Oh my God, founder, <laughs> president. And CEO. Thank oh you. Oh my god. I'm also How? a client. <laughs> <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, none other than Brian Moylan. Oh um, my god. Dave Dave Brian Moylan. <laughs> which I actually did tell Damien. I forgot. Yes. And I am 100% into it. It is such a thrill to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk about the house. I, I'm a little concerned that my brand is the housewife. <laughs> oh, that is a brand to treasure. But um, I'm very excited to be here. Um, I was away on vacation, so I actually didn't get to recap this episode. So this is all like fresh material. Oh for my you guys. god, I'm oh, so excited! We are oh, yeah. it's a VIP experience. It's 
a real fun so, like, time. So, like, listeners, you know, we play this in the background, but I can't figure out Sarah's remote. It's because the remote's, like, different. Oh, you like, don't different. have a Time Warner cable remote? <laughs> no, I have direct TV. We trust TV. OK. Oh. <laughs> oh. I have direct interesting. TV. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, I have to tell you, first off, I really do consider you the Truman Capote of <laughs> oh, um, thank you. the Broadway canon. Thank you. been following your writing for just, like, a little bit of time. Like, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, whenever it comes up, we have actually spoken about your Thrillist. Mm. Oh. One of our, one of our first episodes, we actually talked about... An extremely popular episode. Um, and I, what, a really, a very popular one. <laughs> it was, was super popular, okay? Um, it was, like, amazing. Yeah, because I had some, I was, Did you agree with the list? Did not. I didn't entirely. I was into Teresa's ranking. I, I thought was it not. was very true. Right. Um, Sarah I was not into putting her number one, and I actually talked to a lot of people about it, and finally, after having a lot of discussions, I was like... Teresa has to be number one, and I didn't want her to be. So as soon as you go, it's like you, you know, get out of jail free card. Like that was her little reward for being paroled. I mean, well, I think it was just that she has, she has like everything. Everyone knows her. Everyone knows her. Generally, everyone. She has longevity. I mean, so many of the iconic, like probably the most iconic Housewives moment is the table flip, which she is responsible for, and like so many others. And she has, like, the brand extensions and whatever. But I also, I really don't like... Okay, hold on. Let me say this the opposite way. I love that she went to prison because, <gasps> like... Yes! Like, we needed a reality star to go to prison. And so I'm, I was One really... One of our stars. Right. And so I was really excited to watch that happen. However, I'm really upset that Bravo is literally profiting off of her being a criminal. Uh, 100%. 100%. Profiting off of it as well, though. No? Oh, absolutely. She's, making, like, she's only a couple hundred thousand dollars, I think, in debt now to the IRS, which is a huge, yeah, huge improvement over where she was before. So she's actually doing okay. It sort of worked out in her favor. Plus, yeah. she wrote that book. Oh, yeah, the book was awful. <gasps> I, Did you read the book? I read it for Vulture and like <gasps> picked out like the best parts. So, oh. so I was paid to read the book. <laughs> Otherwise, no, oh, ma'am. Oh my god. So do you? I mean, do you remember? And I read was... every word of that book. Oh, Did you I think she really that. wrote it? Uh, I, no, she. No, I don't the think ghost she. Writer is I don't think she assisted. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ghostwriter's like, here, here's your story. Right, and she like signed, she initialed <laughs> she, like, <laughs> with X, right? Like a cartoon <laughs> character. Do you remember that whole arc with Caroline Manzo saying that as soon as Teresa went, oh no, as soon as Joe went off to jail, when no one thought that Teresa would ever um, be uh, sentenced to prison. That as soon as Joe went to jail, Teresa would write a book and then divorce him. Do you think that will happen through his three-year term, A? And do you think he'll be deported? Um, I do not think she will divorce him because I think that they are genuinely in love. Agreed. Um, I and In whatever their version of love is. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, that, and his is like talking in Italian to like <laughs> assistants in a vineyard in Napa. Right. I forgot mean, um, about that. Oh, uh, who could forget? And I... I don't know. I feel like he... I want him to get deported so bad. Right? I, Wouldn't that be a great spin-off? I just I mean, want to, like, <laughs> see that. 100%. I mean, like, I just have, like, visions of, like, Melania running through, like, a vineyard. <laughs> you know? Like, finding, like, her dead... Like, the end of Godfather, but with Melania. <laughs> her, like, Godfather. It's, like, 
dead in a vineyard. Oh my god, I'm 100% into it. 100%. Like Teresa under the Tuscan sun. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Um, So they're currently playing Twister at Dorinda's house. Yes. And I want to say, A, that was brilliant. And B, (laughs) I finally kind of... Kind of like Jewel. Same. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't we think that she's putting on a little bit of a facade? Oh, she's a she total has, 100% phony. She has, her life is really hard with only having a housekeeper who's now her housekeeper nanny. I mean, it's not, this isn't real. <laughs> I, love, I love how she's like, in this episode, she's like, I totally forgot about my kids. And I'm like, isn't that remembered. every day? You like, never remembered. Yeah. That one scene where she was bathing her daughter and it was like the first time for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Very true. It was not a great moment. So tell me why. Why? I think she's kind of like fun and daffy and she's just like down. She's like really game. And that she's not into the drama. Like. Carol says she's not into the drama, but Carol's when they're in a the fight, they're like she's like they're fighting. Carol's yes. into the drama when she thinks she has the support behind her, when she has like the money team behind her, yeah. right? And that presence. Well, when she thinks JV. it's like she and Bethany are the team right now, right? Hundred like, percent. The... And I mean, if I had to pick a team, I would be team Carol and Bethany. Like I would, I actually want to be friends with them. I know it's a very unpopular opinion. No, it's not. It's not unpopular. And I have to tell you, I have been a mega fan of Bethany since day one. Bethany, Bethany getting married, Bethany ever after. Didn't watch the ice skating show, like, because there are limits. But aside from that... Did you watch the Kim Richards diving show? I watched clips of it. (laughs) I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. I did watch clips. But I have been team B since forever and last week I felt like I was starting to lose a sense of myself because we were watching the episode you know what we're talking and I was watching the episode when it happened and I was just genuinely repelled by what she was saying to Luann I really genuinely thought it was to its core just legit slut shaming and I was sort of sad because Bethany is so smart and I think she was really angry and I think she was really angry at Sonia and it was coming up through Luann because Luann was present so she couldn't fight what she really wanted to battle. So Luann was there and she's like, this'll do. But I, I died for Bethany. Like I loved Bethany. I've actually really always loved Carol. And especially during that whole Aviva bullshit was a hundred percent. Well, everybody was team Carol in that situation. Right. Carol's just boring and she's like hip, but like no one cares. No, but I loved Carol. I thought Carol was dry and witty and so far above whatever schlock Aviva was trying to sell. I think Carol is boring on her own, but I think that she's kind of like us. Like, Carol is kind of a real person. Well, she's like the Greek chorus, right? Right, and so she's there being like, um, you people are fucking crazy. And so I'm into her, like, for that. And, And Carol is the only one of any of the Real Housewives that I would actually want to have dinner with. Oh, interesting. Really? I would want to have dinner with Ramona. No, don't. <laughs> have you met Ramona? I have Tell had the pleasure. Tell everything. Well, I will say this about Ramona and about I've met a fair number of housewives, and every single one of them is exactly like they are on television in real life. Yeah. Which and what makes for great television makes for awful dinner companions. Yeah. Like Ramona will just sit and talk about herself. Right. Like, and maybe she, yell at you and you like pick you apart, but not realize it. Right. And and just like that's not very. No, that's not, like, fun. No. 
And and I mean, it's like fun to be like, oh my god, I had dinner with Ramona. Well, like for one night, guys, that might be fun. I would oh, totally. Drink with Ramona. I would go to boutique with Ramona. 100%. Oh my god, have Sushi you been rocks? to boutique? No, but should we? I mean, is that, is that on my bucket list? I went on the Real Housewives bus tour. Yes. And <laughs> tell me everything. It was amazing. It, well, it was the inaugural run of the Real Housewives bus tour for like oh press god. and like fancy people. And it was the day of the premiere of New York. And so it makes stops. And so for this inaugural version, at each of the stops, there was a housewife there. <gasps> oh, my God. Like, like current, current and past? Um, like was, was Cindy Bar shop at one of them? No. But <laughs> Kristen Takeman was at Ricky's oh. selling, selling nail polish? Yes. Oh. Pop of color. Pop of color. That makes me feel sad. Yeah. Was Josh Takeman there? No, Josh Takeman was online. not there. Was he was on <laughs> Ashley Madison. <laughs> like, hey. Um, no. Yeah, and one of the stops is normally boutique, but we didn't stop <gasps> that on our like Happy. little tour. So have you gone just in life? Have you done a little No, never. I mean, I know where it is because it's right next to the Paris Theater. Right. It's right by the plaza. Yeah, but um, I've never been inside. In our future, I think it's on. It, I feel it's kind of like a vagina. I know where it is, <laughs> but I've never been inside. <laughs> Phenomenal. What bothered me so much about this week's episode was the moment where Bethany and Carol wake up together in bed, and they're like, "If I had said the thing as you said last night, or like we would never be friends, we wouldn't be sitting here." Um, after they sort of assess oh, the damage that they both sure. specifically Bethany did like by calling Luanna a slut and a whore Several all times. night right. and then sort of really like oh I was calling her a slut all night on in camera um but then like somehow they still are mad at Luann come Ramona's Christmas party and they're both like like oh here comes Luann and it's like well you did slut shame her all <laughs> all night at the Berkshires and sort of acknowledge that that was like gross and also they tried to like they did that cool, like, let's leave for TV, like, pack the car. And then oh Luann was like, God. bye, guys. And then they were like, came oh. back in, like, yeah. we're, we're going to say goodbye. And I was like, oh, that was so stupid. Do you think they went too far in what they were saying? Um, well, I think I agree with what Bethany said in this episode where she was like, I didn't mean to be slut shaming. What it is, is the hypocrisy. And right. I agree with that. I mean, I love sluts, and I have a D one. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I was kind of when they were like slut shaming. I was like, I agree with you. I, 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 I appreciated the content of their argument, but the way right. they went about it, I sure. was kind of like, that's not cool to keep calling her a slut. But I think that they're both right in that what she said about Carol and Adam was just awful, and she. I mean, who's she to tell any of them? But wasn't like, that rooted more in that Carol was dating Luann's niece's ex-boyfriend and not... Who and, may also have been someone that she wanted and that there was, and that there was 100%. A, and that there was age shaming there, but not like slut shaming. No. Um, I think that it was definitely because she was sleeping with... Because of the relationship with the niece... But the way that she expressed that was, you're a pedophile, right. you're sleeping with younger men, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I think it was more about them being like, why are, you know, why are you talking about our sex lives when, um, you know, we're, 
we don't talk about yours when she's, I, I mean, the things that we've heard about Luann over the years and her. But it feels oh like Luann is God, open about her sex alone. life. Everyone else is open about well, Luann's sex life. Supposedly her and her husband had an open relationship. And, and she you know, was drunk, drunk, um, showing up like in a drunk, sloppy mess at weddings. And then Page Six would cover it on yeah. and on and on when they were still quote unquote happily married. But I feel like what Bethany's holding on to is the Luann of yesteryear. Luann is not that person anymore. But their I mean, relationship I feel like has Luann is still pretty slutty. Oh, no, 100% No, you mean that she doesn't have the countess persona Right, Luann is less of a countess now. Luann is more like a girl about town. Absolutely. But Bethany is holding on to the fact that she has all of these memories of the countess being passive-aggressive, putting her down, saying, you call me this, you call me that. But that hasn't been Luann in, like, three seasons. But Bethany's, this is only her second season back, right? Right. With the B return. So she's still holding on to the old shit. She hasn't let go of the fact that people have genuinely circumstances have changed like Luann has evolved as a person she is not married anymore she's not in a long-term relationship however fake that whatever facade that might have been her kids who never she never really lived with before <laughs> right. she and Jules are like are, are from the same when school Luann's of parenting like a, I'm an empty nester and I was like sweetie they were living in the Hamptons when they were like 14 <laughs> some sort of mother's assistant like they she was never <laughs> sort of mother's time. assistant <laughs> to work through it not to just be like I'm not I don't need to be friends with everyone like what your job is to be friends with everyone I agree but I think that the countess is not meeting her halfway and that the countess is just like oh get over it and I think she needs to listen to Carol and be like okay what is it that we need to address here so that we can move on oh my god I'm so into this this was that was an excellent um, diagnosis. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I do watch The Housewives for a living. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm obsessed with it. And they're just my life. I mean, I die. Um, so I have a question for you. Okay. Um, I have several questions. And they all circle around a certain housewife. Okay. Who hasn't been on the show in a couple seasons, but plays a prominent role <laughs> in your weekly recaps. And I speak, of course, of her lady, Jill Zarin. Um, yes, my good friend, Jill Zarin. Your good friend, Jill Zarin, <laughs> who is the leading character in every season of Real Housewives since she has left, according to your recaps. I mean, yes. the, the fan fiction moment, the literature, <laughs> the, the beauty of her cameo week to week. It's like, when will she appear? Like, who has she bribed? Who is she, like, drugging? <laughs> who is she kidnapping? Like, what's happening? 
So when did you, I mean, what are your thoughts on Jill Zarin? Do you think that um, Bravo would ever ask Jill Zarin to go back? Do you think Jill Zarin misses being a housewife? The day that Andy Cohen fired Jill Zarin, he ruined her life. Yes. And I firmly believe that. And I think that she is in this really interesting place in that she, like, hates it and she wants it back desperately in the meantime. And and I just find it all to be, like, fascinating. And um, so my writing about Jill Zarin in this way started when she did that interview with Andy Cohen. That you recorded? What? Was she, like, bootlegged? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wrote something um, about it. I think... I don't know if it was, like, part of a recap of an episode or... I don't know. Whatever. But at the end of it, I was imagining Jill Zarin, like, standing in her kitchen, drinking Diet Coke, waiting for the phone to ring. She was convinced (laughs) she was, like, coming back. So... And I was just, like, in... You know, and I've always written, like, I like to imagine the housewives sitting alone thinking about what they've done to their lives. Like, I find that to be, like, the most interesting part of the show. Like, when they're not on camera, like, what do they think of all this? And, like, how does this crazy fame impact them? And so I think that Jill Zarin got her life ruined. She wants back on the show. They won't have her. They won't have her. From what I understand, um, and, you know, I don't really have this on any authority. Oh, all the better. But um, (laughs) I, I... from what I understand, she was very difficult to work with. Well, and it also that, feels like there seems like a part of her that would never be able to come back and be authentic at this point. Like, that she... Absolutely She got not. too caught up in it. Yes. I mean, Andy has spoken about the fact that when Jill would say, I'm no longer friends with Bethany before the season premiered, and he was like, "You, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, she just got... She became a character in her own life. Yeah, yeah. She like wasn't, she wasn't. It was no longer real. Right. Like whenever I think we've seen that we saw this was Lisa Rinna. I think this past yes. season is that whenever they try to make good television, it, they always fail. Right. But but don't you feel like Lisa Vanderpump did the same exact thing? But by denying it, she like I had major issue with the way Lisa Vanderpump deny all of that to like look good but really was but doing Lisa the exact Vanderpump's always been at her core I think consistent whether or not you like her or dislike her she's pretty much the same person that she was since day one but she was producing television too with without talking about it yes moment. but I think that her whether it's a persona or who she really is what she presents to the camera is an accurate reflection of who she is right whereas I think what excuse me what Lisa Rinna was doing was kind of saying things or getting involved in things that she didn't really believe in. And then when people were calling her out on it, she felt bad about what mm-hmm. she said. So then she was trying to backtrack on it and explain it. And it was that equivocating and inauthenticity that I think people really picked up on. Do you and think I, that she'll get fired? Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. I want her to, but I want Eileen to come back. Um, I, I think Eileen is probably going to get fired before at least Lisa will get fired. Catherine just got fired, but nobody cares. Catherine? Who's Catherine? Catherine Edwards. I'm just kidding. Oh, really? Yeah. She did get fired? I mean, yeah, it was like, not a, yeah, it was like the someone reported they that she was let go. Yeah. Oh. Us Magazine, so whomever wrote yeah. that's her. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean... Um, but I feel like if Jill Zarin were to come back, I don't think that she could be authentic, and I think that... There would be a cast revolt, by the way. Ramona does not want to be in the same room with no, her. Not, not on camera. No. Maybe socially, but not on camera. So Bethany I don't think... would die. So I don't think... Yeah. I don't think... And I don't think we want her back. Um, but what... 
So the reason I started writing about her and making up these things about her was I just kind of picture her wanting to be involved and like trying to get her revenge and being Jill Zarin. I don't know. And so now I feel like the Jill Zarin that I write isn't at all related to Jill Zarin, the actual human being, that she's this like crazy, like fame monster character. And that, and you know, I think at the end of last season, like in, in the recap for the finale, it's revealed that her plan was to like get back on the show and she was threatening to kill all the other housewives of eight to let her like back she on the is, show. Like, she's in a Jules costume. She is Jules. Yeah. And now I kind of want her to get revenge on Andy because <laughs> I think that what the show does to these women is really sort of unfair in that it brings them onto the show and asks them to perform for it for ratings and whatever else. And then when it doesn't need them anymore, it just discards them and screw you, you know, who cares and kind of ruins their lives and takes away what for some people is their livelihood or what have you. And, you know, I think it's sort of, um, you know, Andy and Bravo possess the means of capital and they're the sort of misused workers to use a Marxist sort of mm. metaphor. And um, I think that's kind of messed up. And I think that there is a primary example of that and that person is Sonia Tremont Morgan. No? Um, yeah. And, and I feel like, yeah, if they were to let Sonia go, I mean, I don't think it would ruin her life in a fame way, the same way that it ruined... Jill Zarin's life, maybe tangentially, but I think it would ruin her financially. financially, Absolutely, because I mean, this is literally all she has. Right, and all of her fake businesses and whatever else. Oh, and the consultants and the CEOs and the clothing. Oh my god, all those people are so shady. Oh my god, with her clothing line, that weird meeting, and Becky was like, rented a boardroom and they were in talks. It was like Ripley Greer Studio or like Pearl Studio. And all of her apparel, we went to her website during one episode. So it's all 50% off. Really? She sells like fine jewelry and stuff and every day it's 50% off. Every they day. like make those things? Like someone well, actually made them to mark them down 50% off? No, I think that she has the photo of the garment. Yeah, I think and it's then made if you buy it, I think it's made to order. But like <laughs> in the opposite way of Haute Couture, I think it's she'll find herself a needle and some thread and go to town. I mean, I think it's, it's so not sad. terrific. sad. So many cases, it's sad, so. but also at a certain point, I mean, I don't know if it's unrealistic for me to say, why can't she just wake up a little bit? I mean, I know when she says, I want to go back to how I used to be, and this is something that Damien and I have spoken about before, what she's really talking about, she wants to be in that kind of marriage that she was in before with some sort of old money yes. bajillionaire, which yes, no longer exists. Yeah. And if it does, and that person is somehow looking for a fifth or sixth wife... Sonia at this point is not going to be the primary target of yeah. no. what they're looking for. I, so, hey, Rupert Murdoch just took up with uh, Jerry, Jerry Hall. Hall. So, so maybe. Right. If she goes back in time and she's a British supermodel and then <laughs> she decides to marry a 900 yeah. year old. But I went to see the Gillian Anderson version of Streetcar Named Desire. Oh yeah. Um, and I was watching it and it was amazing. And, like, halfway through, I was like, holy shit, it's Sonia. And, like, 
she's such a Blanche Dubois that she's yeah. like trying to get back oh to this God, like she totally is. thing that doesn't exist anymore and is like holding on to these like weird values and um yeah and I've always said that I my favorite housewives are the ones that are like Tennessee Williams characters I think that's definitely true is Ramona that. Stella no <laughs> I don't think Ramona <laughs> is as complex as yeah. my favorites like Sonia and Kim Richards and people of that ilk where there's some real darkness and delusion like about their lives and yeah and so I feel that way about Sonia that I don't think Sonia can ever fix herself I don't think so either like and and I don't think it's any of these women's job to fix her either I feel like now though she's picking targets for people that are to blame for the fact that she's not being involved. I mean, I think that Dorinda's decision not to have her in the Berkshires was entirely appropriate. I think it would have, I don't think Sonia can take it in the way that Luann can. I think Luann is is confident and secure in herself. I think last week we both said that we didn't think, that we thought it was misplaced though, that Dorinda didn't invite her. Because we felt like, you know, because it wasn't really about protecting Sonia, but it was about keeping Bethany there. However, this week I think I think seeing, it shifted. I agree. Like I, I agree and with I think Dorinda. We, now. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think initially we we're like there's something more at play here, and Dorinda wanted to like count out of um, Bethany a little bit, and then it shifted, and now it's like no, I think we go back to what Dorinda was saying all along, which is Sonia can't survive that kind of night. No. She can't. Well, I think that this is leading me to think about two things, and one is that one of my favorite moments of this whole season was the fight that Luann and Ramona had about the itchy necklace <gasps> yes. because that it was like watching professionals it was like yeah. we're at work and this is what we do and we're right. gonna have this fight and neither of them really care but they're like fighting about it because they know it's like what no they're supposed to do hurt. and no, no one's one, really gonna get wounded no and neither of them care and so I feel like uh Luann felt that way about this fight where she cared that she called her a slut on television, yeah, but she's she's not like wounded. Like she, the way she was in her face, like she didn't care. Like she, yeah, right. And no, do you want to do you want me to put it into the cookie jar or whatever yeah. she was saying? Right. Yeah, I think she's like confident enough in who she is and herself right. that when Bethany attacks her, she's not like wounded. Yes. And but the word that Dorinda used was that Bethany would dismantle Sonia, <laughs> and that it was like the perfect word because that's what that's what. Bethany does is she like takes you apart and makes you look at it and for someone like Sonia who can't look at herself she doesn't have the capacity no and and no but I also think that she's that she's also impervious to attacks and that she can't like see the reality like they confront her with the reality and she's just like what I don't know that's Sonia but yeah so I don't think we can quote unquote fix Sonia do you think her tipsy girl will ever be sold no, supposedly it's like has to do with some restaurant. There's like a, there's a restaurant girl. called restaurant. Tipsy Girl, so, right? So there's a restaurant called Tipsy Girl that Peter, who was in business allegedly with Ramona, right um, at the at AOA. AOA. <laughs> yeah, so, which is next door to Barry's boot camp. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'll go to AOA. I'll go to AOA. Um, so allegedly they had the idea of working on Tipsy Girl with Ramona. Ramona dropped out because this whole arrangement with AOA wasn't working out. So they, Ramona and Pierre were no longer business partners. I think Peter and his partner, Pierre, or whatever that guy's name is, um, 
looked around and said, what's an, another housewife that we can use mm-hmm. to sell our product? They found Sonia. Sonia signs on for Nigerian football teams. I mean, she's not the right. most discerning of broads. Yeah. She signs on, and they decide it's going to be both a restaurant, which is the strangest thing I've ever thought about when it comes to branding opportunities with Sonia for the restaurant and then also the Prosecco line. Well, and who wants to go to a restaurant called Tipsy Girl? If it's on like 8th Avenue or something, it's like not Hell's Kitchen, but somewhere, somewhere over there. It doesn't make any sense. Does it exist? There's a Facebook page. I'm one of the people that liked it. It has like 800 (laughs) likes. 800 likes, so it's growing. Where's the location supposed to be? Like 8th or something, and it says it's not really, I mean, there's some grammatical errors. It's obviously all Peter. There's, I think, an Instagram, all Peter. And then I reached out during an episode of Real Housewives of New York. I was like, where did we get Tipsy Girl? So I literally Googled it, went to the Facebook page, emailed the Gmail account attached, got a response within five to seven minutes. I assume from Peter that said, I'll give you a couple bottles when it comes, when it arrives from Italy, it's arriving at the end of May. Now it's mid-June-ish and we haven't heard back. So maybe, maybe I mean, the ship I think is it's gonna slowly happen. sailing. I think it's going to happen. I think Tipsy Girl is going to happen. I don't know how long the restaurant will last. Oh yeah, I don't know. Well, and I don't know what Sonia's like involvement is at all. I don't, I don't think she has so any like She's like the face of I think she's uh, the face of it. But even in this last episode, she talks about how she wishes the name of the, sh- of the alcohol was Sonia Morgan, New York. Yeah. I mean, she understands that she's not really leading this campaign. Oh, she has like nothing to do with it. Yeah, which is all. why it's so much harder for her to defend it because everyone right. is telling her it's a bad idea and her defense is, what, oh, is I'm in yeah. financial distress, which frankly is her own fault. The fact that there was a bankruptcy case to begin with was because the resulting from poor business She's decisions. She's a film producer. I know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a film producer. I just feel like Sonia just, I think she needs to sell the house. I think she needs okay. to sell the house. If oh so, my God, Sonia was, I was looking at the real estate records yesterday. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Nine million at least. So this is what, if Sonia was a real person, this is what I would tell her. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she's not. So she's never going to do this. Yeah. But, no, 100%. But I, my boyfriend and I talk about this a lot because he's very concerned about Sonia's Oh well-being. my God. But Because he thinks she's a real person and I'm like, she's not a real person. Um, <laughs> She needs to sell the house, okay. take the money, buy like, you know, a $3 million apartment, yeah, two, two bedroom, bedroom, two bedroom, you know, yes. whatever, get rid of the house, two bedroom house, save the money, get a good money manager, let him send her an allowance, live off the live interest, the interest of that. And I mean, she and probably this. makes a few hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. from doing this mm-hmm. and you know, like appearances, but like. Forget all that business stuff, Sonia. Just don't. Just why don't. Why is Just... no one in her life telling her that? I understand why the people that are her co-stars, who I think are genuinely trying to explain to her that the way she's living her life is not working out, but she has a defense against them and feels like it's some sort of, it's right. like wrapped into her being paranoid about the fact that they're trying to alienate her from having camera time. I think that's one of the huge reasons why she was so upset about not being at Dorinda's house was not because she missed her friends. It's because she knew that she was being isolated against the rest of her cast. Right. And she wanted to be on camera. Yes. So why isn't there someone in her life? It's not her ex-husband. She has a teenage daughter who's in boarding school paid by him. Why isn't someone sitting her down and saying, 
this is what we can do to get your life back on track? Is it because she's in so much denial that she's at the point where she cannot... She literally I don't think she has living. anyone in her life I, I who, who is really telling her that these are bad person. ideas. I think she surrounds herself with people who contribute to her, like, delusions. So yeah. she hears what she wants to hear, she, and she keeps she those people around. She surrounds herself by, like, yes people. Yes. And so they're like, she's like, I'm going to do it for a second line. They're like, that's, that's amazing. Let's get a drink. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, real they, friends. They, they can I think the only person that can save her is the ex. If, if he goes, like, I'm going to take the daughter away unless you get your shit in order. I mean, that's the only reason I why mean, the he, daughter isn't on camera. Because they had an right. agreement that she would be allowed to be on Which the show. Which I think no kid should be allowed on The Housewives. Oh, 100%. I don't know, guys. I need Gia. <laughs> <laughs> you need Melania. Who are you um, I feel like we have ruined Melania's life yeah. as well. Like, I, I mean, she plays it up for the camera, and who knows what she's. I mean, Melania is probably well, a the more, even, I hate her more than anybody else in the Bravo world. <laughs> even worse than playing it up for the camera, she doesn't know a world where there aren't no. cameras around. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that for is her, terrifying. the only like means of validation and like of doing being good is acting like that and so what happens when you take those cameras away which right. is going to happen at some point because either she goes to college or the show gets canceled or whatever yeah and look at Portia in beverly hills Portia allegedly is like going out for pilot season now i mean they're really kyle is really letting her or helping her become a child actor which is such a strange remember that we remember that behind the scenes of beverly hills where they show Portia like the way she like looks at the camera when she was waking yeah, up yeah but like school. doe-eyed like, was, like so Ugh. happy reading the day well, and that's even super scarier because of their other background, yeah, yeah, of course, and addiction, and how Hollywood Kim is just, just gonna and, create oh, a new. Mon- I mean, awesome. Kyle's gonna create a new monster, right? It's and well, good. and I mean, I think of all those Richard sisters, Kyle should be the one to realize how badly their mother fucked them all up. Yeah, 100%. and I think would not want to do that, but. Do you believe the rumors that Kathy was asked at one point to be a cast member, potentially for this upcoming season? Um, yes. Do you think she would ever do it? No. Do, do, you, do you think it's because she believes that she's old money even though she married into it? And no. And how old I think is, that at this point... Or how real that money is. Mm-hmm. I think at this point she can't admit that it's something she wants in on, that her sisters were in on first. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, Like, totally. she can't admit, like, oh, maybe I should have done this. Yeah. So I think that she for her, like, ego's sake, needs to say no. It would be, I just have to say, in a dream scenario. The three of them? Kath, no, definitely not. Kim never, Kim, for her life, for her life. what's She's going to die soon. It, I'm very worried that she's going to die soon. It's, it's not, it's not in a good place. Yeah. It's no, not in a, Kim it's should not, not be on television. But this is also something, you know, to get to my point of how this ruins these people's lives. I think it creates this sort of, like, negative feedback loop and you see the same thing with Teresa where you know Kim is good television because she's such a mess and she needs the show to make money right but the show is making her sick so she keeps doing the show to make the money but the show keeps making her sicker Mm -hmm. which then gets her off of the show which takes away her money with so it's th- so just like a sort of negative secular, reinforcing yeah. cycle like Teresa stole all that money to be on the show and now she's uh, you know needs to keep being on the show even though the show is what made her awful in the first place and because also she destroyed her family right. I mean there was a serious chunk of time where 
she hadn't spoken to her brother in over a year because of actions done in the show when she was going behind the scenes and alleging and creating storylines that her sister-in-law was a stripper. Right. right. Which I was like, why is that a big deal? Whether or not she yeah. was, like, taken off her top in a titty bar. I mean, genuinely, like, what is... She was a bartender there. I know she was. It was a <laughs> That's what every stripper says. <laughs> oh, I was a stripper. I was a bartender at the strip club. Oh, but I'm glad that Kim D is returning this season to New Jersey. Wait, is she? what? Oh, she is. Kim D is like a friend again. She's in the super trailer. Does yeah. that mean there's going to be a posh fashion show? I oh, hope so. All I want in my life <laughs> is to attend a posh fashion show. I went to the Brownstone. <laughs> How was that? I mean... It's exactly like you would expect it would be. Not great. Um, no, it's old school. Uh, yeah, it's For like there was a place where I grew up in Connecticut called Nucci's, and it was like where you would go, and they would have like lasagna and giant like oh into it, you know, yeah. yeah, and like good like pasta with red sauce. Love it. it. It's Phenomenal. where you would go for you know your nana's fiftieth wedding anniversary <laughs> okay. or whatever, you know, cool, cool. and it was. It was that. And so I I was like, Did you down see with any it. of the manzas there? Uh there were manzas was Chris, there. Like, carving it, a turkey or it something. It was a um let's say it was a housewives adjacent event. So there were manzos et, et cetera. Into it. Yeah. Who's your favorite housewife of all time? Is that super unfair? I'm gonna ask Um anyway. Kim Richards, like hands down. I'm obsessed. Really? Yeah, just because I'm like fascinated by her. I think that she, um, not the br- pre the Brandy Kim season, like her last season, she was an awful person. But before that, I'm she was an awful person the last season. Yeah, and and I she think she was. Damien, are you listening? She I don't was agree an with that. Awful person. I don't think but that, that Lisa Rinna knows her. And Brandy was a hundred percent manipulating that situation, and likely still is. Yeah. A thousand percent. We have the expert, <laughs> the CEO president. Also a member. Letting us know. I don't entirely support Damien. it, but I'm alright. I don't need Would to. Put his life on the line that Brandy is like this good, decent person who's like misunderstood. And we have oh. literally screamed at each other because I... she's duplicitous. I was very team Brandy when she started. Oh, and I was a, when she the when the crutch was lost. Oh, 100%. awful! 100%. And then she just like turned and like she did turn. Yeah, and, and she just got like sabotage. And and I think she just got really violent and gross and just dark. Yeah, I I was not a fan. And so she um tweeted a link to one of my Housewives of Beverly Hills recaps, and she was like. This guy's really funny, even though he hates me. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, I'm sure you're a great person, but I didn't like how you were on the show. Oh and my so, god! And she would go back in a heartbeat. She would go she, back in a heartbeat. She's second. like a Jill Zarin. Like, yeah, she her 100%. life got ruined when when she got kicked off. And I think, but I think she's one that. She needed the show because that was how she was making money to support herself and her children. Yeah, yeah. and. And I think that she brought it on herself because she acted horribly. But, um, yeah, I think it was kind of unfair to um, kick her off. Which is your favorite franchise? 
Uh, right now, New York. I mean, is the last two seasons. Is this season not the best season amazing. of any Not since New York season three, which I thought, which was, was when that the Bethany? separation and Jill, when Bethany and Jill were like, when Bethany's like, what the fuck is happening? And Jill's like, I've got a plan. <laughs> You're right. That was my all time favorite season of any franchise. And I swear to you, I have been watching each episode and I can't believe it's happening. I can't believe what's happening is happening. I can't believe, I that, think... I can't believe that Ramona has that hair. I oh my God. all of it. Lux extension. My boyfriend, who is wonderfully unaware of how things work, <laughs> and I had to explain to him that every follicle of hair on Real Housewives of Atlanta <laughs> is a wig. Yes. And he like... Except Kenya, really that's her real hair. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> her head. But she sells shampoo. Right. So, Even my boyfriend was like... Those are extensions. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. You oh, finally know how to spot yeah. a wig. Um, but I think that the best... It used to be Beverly Hills. Season 1 and 2 of Beverly Hills yeah, were right. genius. And then... And then... Taylor. And then... Taylor um, wasn't great. Yeah. And then... And the last season was just horrible, horrible. Do you think Taylor would go back? 100% yes. in a heartbeat. Yeah. Even though she lives in Colorado with the weird lawyer... Husband. I don't know. I think she would. I, I can't think of, barring Heather Thompson, who I do believe left of her own accord. 100%. Um, I don't think any of them who have been kicked off wouldn't go back. Who do you think would be, of all the franchises and all the housewives, who do you think, like, which housewife would you most want to see back on their show? <gasps> no, I'm really ready for. I'm ready for, like, housewife transplant. Like, I want... Like, for Nene to move to uh, LA. I want Nene to move to LA and be on Beverly Hills. Uh, Sorry, not into it. <laughs> no, she and I, I do it at all. I think that would 100% change the game. I know that Joanna Krupa from Miami at one point was begging to be on Beverly Hills. She lives in LA. Joanna Krupa is an excellent housewife, and they should put her on. Uh, I would be into Nene <laughs> being on Beverly Hills. No. And Joanna Leah Black so could move to any city Leah she Black wants. Leah Black could live in an island by herself, and it would be quality. Do TV. you think that they'll ever do like an All Stars, like a like a some sort of like limited spinoff? Um, I would, I would love. Like they were supposed to do that Kim and Nene road trip show, right? Which they're still trying. They brought it back. Allegedly. Yeah, they were trying to, and from what I heard, they it fell apart because they were. They didn't want to be in a car. Uh, they were both being difficult sure. for various and assorted reasons. Surprising. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you take, like, one housewife from each city and put them in a Winnebago and send them across the country, I would watch them. Oh, my God. Fuck road out of Okay, so who would yours be if you were going to choose one from each, uh, each franchise? Like, who would you put in a Winnebago? I'm going to ask you next. I mean, it's sort of like, do I want to see a nightmare come true? What do you want to see on I... television? I mean, it's not like... I think, like, what you need to do... Oh, my God. ...is you need to, like, cast a city, but with one person from each city. So you can't have, like, all the crazies in one van. Like, that wouldn't be No, fun. you need to have a mix. It needs to yeah. be diverse. Okay, so let's go through each franchise. So, OC, I would have... Vicky Gumbleson. Um No, I would do it... I would do it. You're welcome to your choice. She's, <laughs> she's you on choose your choice. She's on probation. I would do it. I would do it. Vicki Gumbleson, New York. I would have Bethany Frankel. Um, what's next up? Um, New Jersey. New Jersey. I would have... 
Oh, shit. I can't believe. I don't even want to say it out loud. New Jersey, I would have... Um, New Jersey, I would have... I would have Caroline Manzo, which is a lie. I would probably have Teresa. But, yeah, Caroline Manzo. <laughs> Caroline Manzo. Um, Atlanta, I would have... Um, I would have my Ph Phaedra. And what else is left? We're not going to do Potomac. We're not going to do Dallas. Wow. Um, uh, Miami doesn't exist. Rest in peace. DC, rest in peace. Uh, Who did I forget? Did you do Bev Hills? N you did not. I did not do Bev Hills. Bev Hills, I would have... I, I think I might throw in a little, oddly enough... Um, Heather Dubrow. I know that's weird. No. I know that's weird. Wait, that's OC. It's OC. Oh, it is OC. Oh my Vicky god, she has a lot of money. Um, I would do oh God. I would probably do L V P. That's a lot of alphas. I would do Kyle it's Richards. Not, I'm a lot of alpha. Yeah. So it makes sense. <laughs> I would do Kyle Richards, Tamara yeah. Barney. Oh, you're just so much better. Uh, <laughs> Ramona Singer. Yeah. Phaedra. Into it. And what's there's is there Jersey? Jersey. Melissa Gorga. <gasps> oh my god, we'd watch that tomorrow. Wait, and who, who was your Atlanta? Phaedra. 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 Who's the Phaedra's the best? I would choose Phaedra, Phaedra, I would choose Phaedra, Candy from Atlanta. Top five. Oh, oh Candy I don't know. Hmm. But Phaedra's so Cause she's Because Candy is like, she is the grounded, you need somebody like that. Yeah, she's husband she's whole, is in she, jail for like eight more years. Who's? I mean, Phaedra. She's got some See, life. I just, I would pick Phaedra just because Phaedra would look at them all and just be like, her interviews would be like genius. Yeah. Phaedra like at just, a reunion. Phaedra is game. Like, they, yeah, Phaedra's yes. in. Like, she'll, but they make her, you know, go mud wrestle an alligator and Phaedra is, but will do it in a see-through macrame coverall. Oh yeah, she God, is game. Um, who would you choose? Um, Candy from Atlanta. Okay. Bador from the OC. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so good. So good. Beverly Hills, I would choose Camille Grammer. Oh. oh. Okay. Controversial. But like, I like it. And then I think I would choose Bethany, even though she's like not my favorite. I would choose Bethany from New York, and I would choose uh, Teresa from New right? Jersey. I think that would be, yeah. I would like to watch like Candy and Shannon Bedore interact with Teresa. <gasps> yeah. Oh Could you God. imagine? I mean, because Fireworks. like, yeah, I feel like I like Candy's. I would like to see Candy interact with other people that are not Nini who are large like that, who 100%. and who call the shots because Candy's good at calling those people out in a way that doesn't feel contrived or produced. A hundred percent. Now, there's something about this episode that I want to talk about. Please. It relates to other franchises as well. And it is the concept of owning it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm kind of sick of owning it. And I wish <laughs> they would all shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> Bethany says it in this moment. You yes, need to own to, your... Right. You need to own it. You need to own it. Owning it is a bullshit concept. <laughs> and let me explain to you why. Tell me everything. Um... Admitting that you are a bad person or do something awful does not negate the awful thing that you do. Mm -hmm. What you do is still awful. So if you talk shit about people, yeah, and even if you say, I talk shit about you, and yeah, I did talk that shit about you, you still talk that shit, and that still makes you a bad person. 
That doesn't make, like, owning it doesn't make you a better person. It just makes you aware that you're an awful person. Well, they also say, aren't you, you're not a girl's girl. Oh, I fucking hate that. And I just think, like, you're an asshole or you're not. It has nothing to do with being a girl's girl. It's just literally what weapon you have at your disposal. Genuinely. And I feel like not saying someone is a girl's girl is... I don't, it, it's like coded language that I don't entirely understand is, is that it's really saying something else but I don't know quite what it's getting to is it saying that the, yeah that they're like slutty I don't know but yeah I hate girls girl and I hate owning it and that's what I hate hated about like the Lisa Vanderpump Lisa Rinna thing it was like I just want you to own it I just yeah. want you to own it and it's like well, Lisa she's Rinna, not ever going to own it. So why don't you shut the fuck up and find something else to talk about? Also, Lisa Rinna like owned everything in a way that was so like, yeah, I did it. Sorry, I, yeah, I did it. Sorry. And it was no, like, she well, never was, really said sorry. She was right. sort of like, oh, I did it. And, and Andy was like, what the fuck? You just keep saying. Kim, not that I would ever defend Kim Richards, who I am not really not much of a fan of. But there was stuff she did about Kim that she then refused to apologize for. And she's like, well, I don't... Yes, because she like, acted like a to. complete asshole to an addict on television. because yeah, Because it said it was like she felt concerned for her life, which was made up because... 100%. And then and said she wouldn't apologize and said she was evil. And then, like, talked about just shit and then wanted to be friends with Kyle. So, <laughs> it was just... Lisa Rinna's the worst. I loved her, but she's the worst now. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. But, yeah, so I'm sick of this, like, owning a thing. It's so, like, what do they expect Luann to do? It's also saying, like, own the things that we're telling you about yourself, which is, like, well... Right, I, well, that might not be right, true, like, number one. It might not be true, and that also might not be how I see myself. Yes, and and no one's going to own the awful things you say about them. You know, of course. Like, they're... Well, that's where I got annoyed when in last week's episode, Bethany's like, you never let me finish, you never let me finish. And then she rips into Luann, and I'm sitting here thinking, watching the TV, thinking, if someone is, like, verbally assaulting you, why would you just sit there and take it? I would be like, go fuck yourself. Like, why would you Uh think that, oh, you're a horrible person, oh, you're a slut, oh, you're a whore, whatever, oh, you're a twat, blah, blah, blah. Why would I sit there and be like, okay, let me just, like, let you finish and go on for another hour? why was she allowed to leave the room and go talk to Carol about the argument, and then Ramona and Luann were doing that, and then she came in the kitchen and was like, motherfucker, you're going to sit in the kitchen and talk about the fight we just had? And it's like, you just left the room that you were talking about it as well. Like, you guys are, you are not, that's the thing that irritates me about Bethany, is just, like, this idea of, like, own your sex life. Who are you dating? Oh, I'm not going to tell that's you. that's also why you have to think about the fact that it's genuinely not just about Luann. There's so much there, and most of it is Sonia. When she talks about owning yeah. it, there is some loose stuff there. They have a very, very long relationship, longer than the relationship she had with Sonia, because Sonia wasn't first season. Yeah. But a lot of this... What, what was she, like, second or third? She third. was third. third. Okay. Yeah, she was third because she came in Scary Island. That was her first yeah. season. Um, I just think that it's it's slightly ridiculous and disingenuous to say that this is these are attacks being made against Luann just because of Luann. Yeah. Honestly, there's a lot more there. And I think Bethany understands that as cutting and as crazy and abusive as she can be when she's like hot tempered and in the moment, she I think there's a part of her that knows that she just can't do that to Sonia. And she's upset and frustrated about the fact that she probably can't share her feelings. Mm-hmm. With someone that deserves well, I think to that hear she them. She knows she can't get through to Sonia. Sure. She tried all that season to actually make a positive impact in Sonia's life. 100%. I believe. And that Sonia, bloop, like just put the bubble up and, and wouldn't have it. And so I think that, yeah, she, 
that Bethany is kind of attacking. But I mean, the Countess saying that she's mentoring Sonia was absolutely ridiculous. But also, Bethany's not concerned about Sonia, really. No, I don't think so. So, like, that, the faux, like, concern of, like, oh, like... Like, I think be, she might die. Yeah, like being concerned for Sonia and like Luann being like her mentor as like a point of concern for her friend is also false. Yes. Can I ask you a question that's totally unrelated? Yeah. So, do we think that Dorinda and John are gonna continue along for a while until they run out of coke, or what, what do we think is gonna happen? <laughs> I hope that she is in the process of breaking up with him. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think maybe this. Soon. I, feeling, I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. But I, I yearn for it. I love Dorinda. He does. He seems like the New York Brooks. Like, oh, that, I have said that on this God. show. I literally just died. I literally just died. I have said that on this podcast. He really genuinely is. I just spasmed. I died. Like, I died for he a just needs, like, for the betterment of the show, he needs to not be here. And, and also. Yes. And for the betterment of Dorinda. Right. Yes. And I think it's like the same thing you see with Vicky and Brooks, where it's like, Everyone in the cast is like, this guy's it's bad bullshit. for you. This the is daughter bullshit. is like, this is bad yeah, for you. And it's like, when everyone in your life is telling you that you somebody is bad for you, to your friends. you need to listen to everybody. Yeah. And yeah, and I think Dorinda really is still working through a lot of dead husband stuff. Yes. Right. And I think that being with John is not helping that. John is just kind of an awful, awful person. Who loves being on TV. He loves every moment of this. He is an honorary housewife. I think that he was kind of ambivalent about it first season and then saw how he came off and decided he was going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's when you always fuck it up. Because mm-hmm. no one other than St. Camille of Grammar has that's, fixed it. And he doesn't have St. Camille money to mm-hmm. hire no. Howard Bragman, Bragman to do his like, subversive PR campaign. To make yes. that happen. I mean, if there was ever a turnaround that I 100% bought into, a thousand percent, it was the story of St. Camille. Oh, absolutely. Well, because I think that who Camille is now is more actual Camille than first season Camille. Yeah, because the mayor, it was, she was just so sad. She was so, she was abused the first season. Camille? In her relationship. Oh, like, yeah. Well, you think, think she was abused by Kelsey? Like, oh, I guess emotionally. Yeah, emotionally. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say abused. I would say super emotionally manipulated. Yeah. Sure. I think she... The whole come to the Tonys and maybe I'll like circle back. So that sad. was super depressing. The saddest yeah. thing in the that world. That was not good. And, that was not a good moment. And I think that she sort of knew it was falling apart and was acting out in a way to like kind of keep it together and that was failing and then I think she saw how she came across on TV and was like oh shit like I need to fix that. Whereas John is trying to fix it by being somebody she fixed it by being who she really is and Mm -hmm. that's being authentic is the only way you can win on the housewives and so John thinks he can fix it by being someone he's not and that's when you always fail and end up looking even worse. But I feel like other people like I feel like Nene and Lisa Vanderpump get away with winning without being authentic um i don't think nini does i think lisa may not be authentic but she is consistent which is uh, i mean just as good in a way and i think that the problem the reason why no one can take lisa vanderpump down is because she never does anything on camera Mm -hmm. and when they 
I mean, Brandy tried and Lisa Rinna tried with that stuff. And if the viewers haven't seen it and can't make up their own opinion about it, it it never happened. And so, yeah, Lisa can tell you to bring those magazines on vacation or bring up Munchausen's or whatever all she wants because if we don't see it, there's no, no one has any ammunition against her. And, but I, I, but I feel like these constant attacks are starting to take their toll on how people feel about Lisa Vanderpump. I could literally have this conversation for another eight to ten hours, and um, it would be scratching <clears throat> the surface. Closing question, I suppose. Yeah. We're gonna wrap up. Oh my god, um, so many. I know that, like Bethany said on Watch What Happens Live, that last year they all went to dinner after the reunion, despite whatever fights and things they sort of had. Um, and Andy was like, yeah, you're, like, the only housewife who just did that. And, like, I've heard her on, like, Good Morning New York say that she would do another season because it's, like, pure comedy. Do you feel like they'll all go to dinner after this reunion together? Like, do you think that they're all able to curb because they're pros and, they, and then they're... Put it aside have di- and have a nice dinner and enjoy each other. I was company. thinking about this earlier in that the group dynamic is really out of whack this year. And I think that what made last season so great is... They were all single. They were all getting along. And it was like them going out and like having fun. And, you know, it was really enjoyable. Where this year, it's like you have these really big fractures in a weird way, like that they don't want to even be around each other with, Mm -hmm. you know, Bethany and Sonia and Luann and Carol. And you haven't seen a lot of everybody all together at once. Like, someone's always being left out so and I I think that needs to be rectified so yeah I don't know if they would like I think that the reason why you have to keep refreshing the cast every so many seasons is once there become these intractable differences uh that it it becomes no longer fun to watch Mm -hmm. can I ask you a question as a as a follower as the curator, as a man, the myth, the legend, is there a qu- single question that you could ask a housewife as a fan and viewer of the show? Is there something that you've always wondered or something that you wish you could say, even if it was like life advice, like why are you so broken to whomever, to Jill, to all of them? Is there something that you've always kind of wanted to know or you would like to ask? I want to know why Lisa Vanderpump does the show. Like I, I'm really intrigued for an honest answer from her as to because she doesn't need the money. She doesn't need the money. She doesn't necessarily need the fame, but seems to want it. And might need it for Vandy rules, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think her businesses do better because of the show, sure. but it's not like a restaurant that's in a physical location where most yeah. people watch the show live will do that much better. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really interested as to why she does it because she was an actress right so she like she wants to be famous she, mm, I think she was she was an actress in the 90s and she went she by the was in like a music video that one time she was on Baywatch she was on Baywatch Nights I mean she was like was she in a bunch she was on Baywatch Nights I mean she was like an like an aspiring actress so I yeah. feel like it's not mm. shocking that she okay. wants to be on television okay. and her, her nickname yeah, was yeah. Pinky before right she wanted to be called Pinky on the show so like I think there's a whole different side of Lisa Vanderpump that's like that she not, is one of those women it's not on television that and I think that there was I think that while Brandy is a garbage person many times on television, and while Lisa Rinna was insufferable this season, there's, the, the things they're saying aren't not true. They are things that she's just doing off camera to be, 
you know, when she appears, you know, like British and rich on the show, but you know, she yeah, wants to be I, famous. I, I feel like she she has a lot of layers that go untapped that I'm really intrigued in. She's intrigued a pink by onion. a pink <laughs> mini pony and dead onion. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of things that I would like to ask the housewives. Actually, my number one thing is I would like to ask Shane Keogh if he would <gasps> like to have sex with me. <laughs> well, and on that note. <laughs> I think that is how we are ending the show. Brian, thank you Shane, for being if here. you're out there, <laughs> get oh in touch with Brian you be, I don't care how fat and bald you are. <laughs> Do you know he's an actor now, according to the 100th episode, whatever. I mean, quote-unquote actor. Quote-unquote. Okay. On that note, listeners, thanks for joining us. Thanks to the man, the myth, the legend, the VIP, the president, CEO. Thank you. And our new best friend. Thanks, Brian. Bye, guys. Have a good night.